Blessings and welcome to It's All We Can Eat, Strategies for Feasting on the Food of the Spirit, here on my podcast as well as in my ebook series. My hope and prayer is that with the help of the Holy Spirit, I'll be able to assist you in discovering and dining on the various exp- expressions of God's love, better known as the fruit of the Spirit. I'm confident that through my extensive Bible studies and conversations with the Holy Spirit, uh, you'll be able to come away with a better understanding of how to find refreshment and get refueled in the Holy Spirit. You know, in John 4, 7 through 8, the Bible tells us that God is love. And through uh, this podcast, as well as the ebook series, I explain how the fruit of the Spirit is also love and how each expression of love or the variation of the fruit of the Spirit refuels us and refreshes us in order to live a fruitful, a flourishing, a victorious life, the life that Christ said that we could have when he said above all things, um, God has said above all things that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. And the Lord Jesus said that he came that we would have life and to have life more abundantly. And there is such an abundance that's available to us through the fruit of the Spirit. So you see, we're not only supposed to survive in this world and in the kingdom of God, but we're also expected to thrive. So in today's episode, it's actually a continuation of the discussion about life in the vine. Our last episode, I guess you could say, was the what, which is abiding or remaining when living in him. In this episode, I'll discuss the how or give a few how-to tips on remaining attached to him. And the title is, This is How We Do It. So grab your notebooks or journals, a pen and your Bible if it's nearby, and let's discover some nutritious nuggets or slices from God's holy word. And hey, please feel free to email me any questions, comments, or prayer requests to Publishing at yahoo.com or leave me a voice message here on the podcast and I'll respond as soon as possible and possibly on the next podcast again. Also, please, please, please share the podcast. You know, someone you know could be in need of some encouragement even if they haven't told you so. And if you'd like uh, to do your own personal study ahead of time or follow along or get a preview of future episodes, feel free to download my ebook on Amazon. It's All We Can Eat, Feasting on the Fruit of the Spirit. Or you can get it uh, on my website, warringglobalpublishing.com. I appreciate you investing 15 minutes of your life today by listening to my podcast. So I'll respect your investment of time by not reviewing all of last week's episode. Instead, I'll just remind you of the three key principles or slices. And as I stated in last episode, I'm sure that as you pray about it and study and meditate these Bible verses and have further conversations with the Holy Spirit, you'll get a greater revelation and another level, another deeper revelation and source of nutritional value. However, here are the three principles or slices produced from my personal study as shared last week. Slice number one, 
as his branches, the quality and quantity of the fruit that we produce or our yield is determined by our willingness to abide or remain a yielded vessel to him, the true vine. Number two, our ability to bear or produce fruit, or as Jesus said, the evidence of our faith is predicated on our consistency or tenacity in remaining in him, the true vine. Number three, if we remain fastened to him, we will be fortified to be fruitful. In other words, unless our lives are intimately and inextricably attached to his life, we will be unable to bear fruit and it will be or seem as if we were severed from our source. And here's a bonus principle or extra slice. We should not live by bread alone, but by the fruit of the spirit. Now, let's get into this week's episode of This Is How We Do It by revisiting the instructions from the true vine. And I'll do it by revisiting what he said. Now, I'm just going to tell you right away. I just love illustrated sermons. How about you? Okay, let's, let's, let's tune into this one. So imagine this. It's shortly after the Last Supper. The Lord and his disciples have gotten up from where they were dining, and they go outside into the vineyard where it's dark. And it's right there in the garden of vineyard under the light from the torches that he told him exactly what it takes to live a blessed, bountiful, abundant, born of God life. Without reservation, our Redeemer, using a grapevine as a prop, preached. He revealed to them and to us that in order to live our real life, the life of relevance, reciprocation is a requirement. Live in him and he'll live in us. This is what happened in John 15, 4, when Jesus commanded his disciples and us, dwell in me and I will dwell in you. Live in me and I will live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding in or being vitally united to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. And that's from Amplified Classic Version. The Passion Translation reads, So you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to my life. Looks to me like the first step recorded here to the life that's streaming or flowing with fruitfulness, one that flourishes, is to dwell with him. Seems pretty straightforward to me. And I am so glad that the Prince of Peace didn't demand a 12-step process or 12-step program in order for me to be a part of his family or for you, for that matter. Now, the Greek word for dwell used in this scripture is meno, M-E-N-O. And it is defined as to stay, abide, or remain. And according to the New Strong's Complete Dictionary of Bible Words, it means to stay in a given place, state, relation, or expectancy. And it can also mean to continue, endure, be present, 
tarry for. And the word abide can also mean to continue to be present and also to maintain an unbroken fellowship with one. So by then there in the garden, I'm sure that the Lord had already lifted up part of that branch that was lying on or near the ground where there's the least amount of exposure to sunlight and also where the leaves can often get dusty or muddy or even moldy. Now, by nature, grapevines can grow wild and they're normally propped up on tendrils or sort of like a fence, um, some um, support apparatus to keep them um, exposed to the air, circulated air, as well as the sun, sunlight. And in my imagination, I think this is the part of the preaching when the Lord Jesus walks over to the grapevine and gently grabs one of its branches and lifts it up and then holds it very close to himself, the true vine. Hmm. Now, as Christians, we can remain confident and we can also be comforted in knowing that besides being the true vine, the Lord is also our light and our salvation, according to Psalm 27, 1. Uh, the Passion translation of that verse reads, the Lord is my light. Actually, it says the Lord is my revelation light to guide me along the way. He is the source of my salvation to defend me every day. I like that about him. Now, we can also find comfort in knowing that he is not only our light and our salvation, but in Psalm 3, 3, it says that the Lord is our glory and the lifter of our head, which was illustrated in him lifting the branch um, from the ground um, there in the garden or the vineyard. As explained in the last episode, a husbandman or a vine dresser or a gardener's primary function, their ultimate goal is to get the most production, uh, the maximum amount of fruit from the branches. So when God, our husbandman, our vine dresser, lifts us up, it's not to look at us in disgust. He does it to remove the mold and the dust. In other words, he lifts us close to him to cleanse us from the mud, the mold, and the mildew, to wash away the dust and the debris of our bad decisions or our disobedience. Even in John 15 too, the Lord had comforted his disciples by leaning forward and letting them know, as well as us, the words I have spoken over you already cleansed you. Isn't that good to know? And you know what? It just amazes me that this agricultural principle can also be applied to the relationship that we have with our Heavenly Father concerning us being fruitful, as well as the connection of how to how a husband is commanded to care for his wife. You know, our Father... Our Heavenly Father is the husbandman, right? And we are the church, are the bride of Christ. And this is what's written about a husband's responsibility. It says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. That's Ephesians 5, 20. 5 through 26. As our husband, God wants to constantly wash us with the water of his word 
However, he can't do the cleansing unless we remain present and intimately attached to him. Yes. Key principles or slices for this episode. One, in order to flourish or be fruitful, we must maintain unbroken fellowship with the Lord, the true vine. This means that we must continue to be present with and in him. As it says, live our lives intimately joined to his life. Number two, we can't hide behind the leaves or among the trees, much like Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden. We have to live our life in the light where we can be lifted up, washed and loved, you know, Stay in the place of expectancy, his presence. Number three, the recipe for remaining in him is reciprocity. In other words, in order to live our real life, the life of relevance, reciprocation is a requirement. Again, live in him, abide, dwell, remain, and he will live in us. And it is that love relationship that keeps us connected. Here's a bonus principle or extra slice. If we lay before him in his presence, the place of intimacy and expectancy and allow him to, he will lift us up and wash away whatever is preventing our growth and fruitfulness. It's all we can eat, family. Let's live in the light and with the lifter of our heads. And again, to follow along or get more slices for living a refreshed and refueled victorious life, download your copy of the ebook, It's All We Can Eat, Feasting on the Fruit of the Spirit, Volume 1, at Amazon or from warringglobalpublishing.com. And also, I'm looking forward to your comments, questions, and prayer requests. God bless you and have an amazing week.